0: The people skills are tied to our personalities quite a bit. And, I, you know, I think someone, you know, I've got some people that I've, I've used the term chameleon. I watch how their personalities adapt to the people that uh, that they're you know, interfacing with. And I think that's a, a skill that it's hard to hard to learn, but something that could really help people uh, do well in this industry. Are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry? Join Sana Vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field. Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing.
1: Welcome to Mind Innovation Leadership Podcast, Empowering Leadership Excellence in the Manufacturing Industry. I'm your host, Sana Vending, and thanks for listening in today. I want to introduce today's guest, Don Agury. He's an experienced leader in electronic component distribution with a proven track record of success across five continents. Currently, the CEO of Aldam Electronics, and Don specializes in driving growth and providing access to hard to find parts. He's had leadership positions at TTI and Area Electronics contributing to that growth and strategic execution. So, welcome to the podcast Dan.
0: Oh, thank you. It's glad, glad to be here.
1: Awesome. So, let's let's dive into it. There's so much going on, right, in the industry right now in the world. So, I want to I want to pick your your brain on, you know, what's 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 going on at the moment.
0: Uh, a little bit of everything is going on right now. Obviously, the overall demand for Components, electronic components, has gone down, but that's created quite a few other challenges. There's a lot of extra inventory throughout the supply chain in all parts of the supply chain that uh, where we went from a famine to a feast now, where there's more more to go around than uh, there are homes for it right now. So, you know, all of us are are trying to work through those challenges. Um, and, and the demand's down, but uh, I think most of it is is an excess inventory problem versus actual the in-demand. Uh, in the, yeah. in the U- U.S. in particular, the demand, uh, aerospace and defense with uh, I'll say, the tragedies going on throughout the world. Obviously, that part of the business is uh, probably at, at some of the highest levels, but a lot of the other things that we're not buying have calmed down some to where... The supply chain needed to keep up a little bit.
1: And and how does that affect, you know, Waldem? You know, what current current challenges challenges does that provide to you?
0: Well, and that's the uniqueness of this model because this model, we only we're a master distributor, so we are not a distributor. We do not sell to those end markets. Uh, So the largest, the distributors that you know and that uh, all of your listeners buy from on a regular basis. Yeah. Those are the ones who actually transact business with us. We deal with about 2,500 distributors throughout the world. And for us, we're more of a leading indicator. We track more with how suppliers get their POP orders. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously our business slowed down uh, about a quarter before the distributors businesses slowed down. Yeah. Uh, but it creates a unique opportunity for us because we are in the Uh, slow-moving and excess inventory solution part of the business. Uh, The the people who ran this business and owned this business about 10 years ago saw the need in the industry uh, that excess inventory for one distributor is not necessarily excess for all distributors. And they put together a model to where Waldem facilitates and manages the programs for the suppliers and brings that back, all that inventory back in. So I have to say that part of our business, we're experiencing the good times right now. Yeah. Uh, So the inventory, the excess inventory and all of the distributors has ballooned and and we help relieve that and we put it into our model and make it available to all of the authorized distributors uh, and then sell more than 80% of it over time.
1: So to to make sure, you know, that you support the, you know, the demand and and your market and your customers, I'm sure your organization has to like keep learning as well. So how do you feed in within your leadership style that that, that's actually is is, is happening?
0: Well, uh, yeah, any of us, if you're not continuously learning, I mean, obviously as fast as uh, this industry has changed, I've been in it, it's um, almost 40 years now. Uh, So it's dramatically different today. The companies are dramatically different, but if you look at the technology, as you and I were talking before we started the podcast, it's, yeah. you know, there's new tools that uh, help us. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, we just came back from the ECIA executive conference to where I actually, instead of me doing presentation at a dinner we had, I had my avatar do the presentation. So AI generated uh, to where I can control what my avatar says. Yeah. Uh, and the way he delivers the message, uh, you know, so. The, the continuous learning. So that's the, I'll say the latest technology that we're learning how to use. Yeah, uh, we, we really didn't plan on using it externally, but it's, it's such a novelty and the, the technology has gotten so good that we did show it to the outside world. We use it internally, mainly to deliver oh, nice. messages. Yeah, because my my avatar can speak 29 languages and I cannot.
1: You cannot? No. (laughs) I'm I'm,
0: I'm lucky. I'm lucky to speak English well. But but with the 29 languages, it easily converts the message. So I can take, I've got uh, more than 25 different nationalities that are part of Waldem throughout the world. So I can actually communicate in the mother tongue of most of those people. Uh, that is the, nice.
1: So, so well, I'm curious here. So, so what kind of feedback within your organization now that you started with your with your avatar?
0: Well, it's obviously it's a, a great way to communicate. So, you know, they love the thought of me. I've got a, a two two offices in China, and English is spoken by some of the team, but not all of the team. Uh, and much easier to communicate with them in Mandarin. So, you know, the feedback from them, they actually are hearing everything I say now. And yeah. It's much easier for them to grasp. Uh, the industry uh, response has been pretty, pretty overwhelming since we, we unveiled it, you know, and, and half are like me better and half like the avatar better. Yeah. Um, my wife's feedback was it's creepy. Uh, so she she, didn't, she knows she didn't you
1: want, she, she wants yeah, the real one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She prefers to have the real one, yeah, which
1: is good, right? That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you should be worried if you said something else. No, that's right. If she like, yeah, she did, she did like. The,
0: she liked the avatar speaking French. Uh, yeah, out of that she said, no, it's not you. no.
1: Nope. <laughs> oh, I like that. no, and i I think it's great to see, you know, companies in the manufacturing industry stepping out. And, and actually be a front runner to say okay, let's you know let's see let's do it and learn from it. So it's great that we have somebody here now that we can say, okay, this is how it, it's how it can be done and and actually take notes and some learnings from it so i'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen over the next couple of even if it's months or years right because it goes really, really fast
0: yeah they yeah actually the advances uh, every month even with this avatar they, they did contact us already and they want to put me on a treadmill. And they're gonna video me in 360. So, so you avatar, avatar in the future will be able to turn yeah. and you'll be able to stand from from all angles. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but AI is uh, you know, we've chosen to embrace AI versus being afraid of it. Uh, it, you know, obviously the avatar is one example that it's AI generated, but it's really a, a very small uh, value to the company for us to, to use yeah. an avatar. We're using AI when it comes to data analysis. So we've been using it quite a while uh, when we look at all of the components that we have. And, and we've, we've got about 230,000 unique uh, SKUs on our oh, shelf yeah. today. Yeah. And we, we go in and do extensive analysis on the sellability of that, how much inventory is out in the world. And in using that, it really helps us uh, to, to know what we have. And yeah. to know, you know, what's going to be in demand, uh, we use that where we stock the inventory, what we, you know, market and really make available to the distributor. So, yeah, you know, AI is, you know, really yeah. helps it's, a
1: lot. And it's here to stay, right? It's not that's going it. away. So I think it, it's now is the time to embrace it, learn from it, and then find a good way of how to have critical thinking, but also work much more efficient. That's that's how I see it. Absolutely. So, and you're doing it. So I want to go back a little bit to because, again, you know, how you with leadership and, and we talked a little bit about with your team or your organization. But I'm curious about, you know, how, how do you learn?
0: How do I learn? I, yeah. I, read, I read quite a bit. Um, and it's, you know, it's been never ending. It's a it's a mixture of everything. So, yeah. I'll go from anything from about a uh, about the industry, about general business and leadership and, you know, how I can actually do my job better. Uh, But I'd say probably since I've been at Waldem, a lot of the learning has come. And, you know, I'm known for being visible. So I have um, I just crossed over the border back into China a couple of months ago and I had to actually had to fill out documentation, even though I had a 10 year visa. Uh, But They they wanted to know all the countries I'd visited. So I'd never thought about it. But I started listing those down uh, and I've been in 20 countries. So I'm out front and center, and I continue to learn not only from my team throughout the world, but from the distributors who are our customers and the suppliers in all parts of the world. So I'd say being involved and, and being you know, out there, uh, I can learn so much more being in a meeting in, you know, in Shenzhen, China with a, uh, a large distributor there than by you know me trying to either read a summary of a report. Yeah. Um, so I think that's you know I think my my entire career I've I've used that as a way in order to learn you know and and our our industry is actually getting better. The ECI has published uh, or they put out a series of pace uh, training that is just basic industry training uh, that we're, we've incorporated it into our onboarding for all of our people uh, yeah. because I've got varying levels of industry knowledge, but. You know, our industry, when I joined, there was no there was no training. You you had to learn by experience. Yeah. But at least now there's some resources out there. I think the ERA, the electronic rep uh organization in the, the US, I think they've also have some step training. Yeah. Uh, I've not been I personally not been through that, but I've heard good reviews of it.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. I think I have to I have to check it out. Um I think it's and it's great to see, right? There's these different organizations as well that is providing this extra training or material um that can support anybody to excel more in their in their position and to learn about the industry within the the electronic industry um, there's so much again you know we're, we're like bombarded with so many platforms uh, after the pandemic you know we we're like hybrid right are we in the office are we um working remote are we on on the road right or as Lou you know traveling so how mm-hmm. how has that changed the way um you work together or as a team in, in Weldon?
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, you know, hybrids here to stay. That we all are going to work. And I've my entire career. I I I don't live in the city with where any of my large offices are. So with me, you know, what we're doing here, and we all, you know, I think learn to embrace the tools and sort of expect it now. Earlier today, I had a call, a telephone call with someone that was on my. Calendar and I felt like it was not the same because I didn't have a screen in front of me. And yeah. I couldn't look, at, couldn't look at the person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we've learned to embrace it. But it, it to me it is a hybrid. It is a combination. Yeah. Uh, I just brought a group of fifteen of my global leaders together last week, all in the same city. You know, for the it's actually the first time I've been able to get them all together, to yeah. where everybody could get visas out of their countries and make it in. Uh, but nothing can replace that. It was, no. you know, five days of face-to-face meetings and a lot of things that occurred. Um, so, you know, so I think it's going to be, you know, i say a combination of those going forward. Some of the communication tools like using an avatar is a much better way to deliver a message. If I do have to do it remotely versus yeah. sending an email or, or, yeah. um, or even trying to do a town hall, it's a little more personal. to be able to do it with a direct message
1: yeah so that's that's the way of one way of communication right where you're saying that's where you can speak all your 26 languages Mm -hmm. but when you need the the face-to-face or the communication um then it's it's much better to be in person i think we all we all have that feeling right i think at the at the ecia right i think the whole energy in the room as well because we're like we're together again right um you you can you can feel it um so, so totally get getting that part I want to touch a little bit about skill set. Um so within this industry, right? And I think right now communication is is a big one. Um that helps. It's all about down to communication. But but what other skill set would you highlight if you're saying, you know, what what's important when you are in the manufacturing industry?
0: Well, if you go look at it, obviously critical thinking is a little more important today than it was when I got started because even even a guy like me starting out could be successful because the business was expanding at such a fast rate. So you know, being able to sort of think think through situations. The business is definitely much more complex than it once was. So that uh, ability to critical think and problem solve, uh, I think, is it, it doesn't matter which job it is, whether you're selling to a manufacturer in the manufacturing world. Um, you know, I do believe that the, you know, this business, doesn't matter how much technology is involved, it's still a people business. It, it yeah. always has been, and it always will be. That's, we're humans, we interface that way. And I think the people skills, those soft skills. Uh, and, you know, when I look back and some of the people that I've, you know, worked with and and over the past years, you know, typically where somebody ran into issues, it it, may, it was typically on the people side versus the, the heart of the technical skills. Yeah. The harder technical skills are a little easier to, to teach. Yeah. The people skills are tied to our personalities quite a bit. And I, you know, I think someone, you know, I've got some people that i, I use used the term chameleon. I watch how their personalities adapt to the people that, uh, that they're, you know, interfacing with. And I think that's a, a skill that it's hard to, hard to learn, but something that can really help people uh, do well in this industry
1: yeah yeah and and it's it's the whole back to a company culture as well, right? You can have really great talent coming in but but if, if they don't fit into the culture or how you communicate, um it can all fall apart right
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We just went through i I've actually just extended an offer to a director of finance in the Americas. And I felt I felt really sorry for, for the for the lady who we were interviewing because I, I put her through. She ended up talking to 12 different people okay. but, and, 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 and eight of them were at one time. Uh, but it was all about, you know, the whole purpose was, does she fit within the culture of the company? Yeah. You know, she definitely she was brilliant and had the, you know, the I'll say the accounting and the finance background. Uh, but, you know, we really wanted to make sure that, you know, we were comfortable that our personality fit with our personalities, because there's nothing worse than yeah. to get somebody in that, that they do not fit with the organization. It's it's painful and frustrating for them as yeah. much as it is for the, the business itself.
1: Yeah. So how, how do you foster then a good company culture? What do you do?
0: Yeah, it's a combination of things. And, you know, at Waldem, we've got uh, three core values. It's care, communication, and ownership. And so you can't, I can, we can do nice brochures and lots of nice words to go with those, but it's really, it's living those core values. is That's what creates the culture. Yeah. Uh, and you can't, you can't fake that. You know, yeah, I can, I can get up in front and say, "Hey, the company cares about you." But then, if everything that, that we do uh, is contradictory of that, then no, nobody buys into it. Yeah. You know, so we try to do things and we try to think about that in the the actions that we take. Uh, you know, we do things when it comes to here in the Americas. You know, healthcare and healthcare costs. Um, you know, I just got the notice that our healthcare costs are going up almost twenty percent. Twenty percent again. 20%, 20% Oh, yeah. And and part of it is, you know, we go look at it and, you know, the company, we've made a decision. The company will 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 pay for all of that increase. The employees are not paying one cent more. And and again, I think that is a way, you know, we're 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 living the value versus just, you know, just being words. Yeah. Uh, So the company has been pretty good about that for many, many years of investing. But it's a two way street. You know the yeah. employees also have to demonstrate the care and the ownership of the business. You know this is a privately held business, and you know we ask that everybody treat it like it's their it was it's their own company. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 actually wonderful to see when decisions are made that way, where somebody looks at it and says, "Well, if this was my money. Would I spend it on this?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've heard you know I've heard that in the middle of meetings before, which to me that's a sign. Hey, the culture is there. Yeah, you know, it's working. Is it perfect all the time? No. And I talked about care and ownership. Those are probably the two easier ones. The communication piece. Yeah. Is yet to be part of a company to where the communication was good enough. You know, yeah. We could have a, we could have a town hall every day, and it still wouldn't be good enough. No. Yeah.
1: No. It, and then it's it's an ongoing, right? Um, we all have to get better, and with the tools and how we communicate and how. And how we understand as well, because just again, if it's a one way, right? You need to make sure to have that dialogue that it comes back, so you can see you are on the on the same page. So um, it's it's. I think it's always going to be a it's always going to be a challenge.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's yeah. a quest. It's uh, you know, it's, and then that's part of the purpose. You know, you know, a culture in a company it has to be you know worked at, and actions taken every day. You know, yeah. day in, day out. And and if you do that long enough, then the culture is instilled at all levels of the company.
1: Yeah. So um, I can hear, you know, with all your background and how you talk about Waldem as well, you know, you have a passion for this industry. So I want to go a little bit deeper here and hear, you know, what's where, where does this, all this passion come from?
0: Well, I look at it. I, I got in this industry when I was in my early 20s. So, uh, you know, it's not the first job I had, but almost the first job I had. And it was the excitement. It was considered high tech back then. Yeah. And it, I, I'm I'm not sure that the outside world looks at it because we're not a Google, we're not an Amazon or, a, you know, or the, these yeah. companies of Facebook that get the headlines or whatever. Um, but, you know, I look back on my career and I can think back to some of the companies that had technology that as a 20 or 30 year old I was in those companies and, you know, in meetings with people that went on to be the heads of multi-billion dollar organizations yeah. and introduced technology. I mean, I think of, I was around when the, the first Intel motherboards were developed. And I can remember a company, a company called AMI that I went in and they, they had two apartments. That's what they worked out of. Yeah. They turned into a company that was sold to Intel some years later. Uh, but this was, you know, back in the day before there was a PC on everybody's, you know, at everybody's home. Yeah. Uh, but I got to meet with these guys. They wrote the bias to make computers work uh, on not only their own, but many others. Or the modem, a Hay- Dennis Hayes from Hayes Modem. I can remember meeting with him when he yeah. had no money. He was a credit risk. Um, you know, but you look at some of the opportunities that you get in this industry. Yeah. Um to, you know, if you look at Tesla or SpaceX, I mean, a lot of us have been in those companies, you know, companies before they what what they are today yeah. uh, and to get to interface and be part of that. And our industry helps that. I mean, the innovation, you know, that's part of the suppliers that are in this industry in electronics. And, you know, we get to help introduce that into some of these companies who they design things that are, you know, change the uh, change part of part of the world
1: yeah yeah no and it's a, evolution as well right but i it's also running faster and faster and faster right that's yeah, how i see it or maybe i'm just getting older no, <laughs>
0: no i know mean, I, I think well it is the, the way yeah. to change is that fast yeah. but you know I mean, you go look at it but all the people in this industry you mentioned the ecia executive conference that we were at you know i look at the years that i've been going to that conference and the number of people. Yeah. that are, are new on top of it but there's a lot of us who have been there for a lot of years so um you know the people make this in this industry pretty interesting and, and and i'll say enjoyable i actually yeah. there's a lot of people in this industry i consider friends today more than just business colleagues
1: yeah yeah it's it's a sometimes it's a small world right within the electronic industry which Absolutely. is great we all know Absolutely. each other Oh yeah, um, yeah. So um, I want to always ask you know, like the last question here is you know, if you want to give yourself an advice, maybe ten or twenty years ago, depending on how long you want to look back, what what kind of advice would you give yourself?
0: I would say slow down and understand what you're going through today. I look early in my career, and you know, I I think I was going through the motions, trying and uh, trying to go faster and faster and faster. Uh, but sometimes you have to slow down. I, I use an analogy with my sales team. And again, this is something that I u- use internally quite a bit that yeah. I, I, I see salespeople that go in and they try to sell too fast. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm out on LinkedIn and you are, too. So I know you get solicited the way I do. But so many people come in and they immediately are telling me about the benefits and features of some service or yeah. Or, or tool or software that can yeah. you know, change my business. And I use the analogy. I said, you know, if you were to go out on a date with someone yes. the first time <laughs> and you go up to the door <laughs> and they open the door and you try to kiss them, yeah. that's not going to be a good date. And <laughs> no. that relationship is probably not going to be that good. Uh, and I said, why don't, you, why don't you slow down a little bit and learn yeah. today? Find out something about just like if you are on a date, you you want to get to know the person, get yes. to know if you have common values, and it's it's no different with that you know customer relationship. So yeah, I think slowing down a little bit and uh, <laughs> and getting to know the customer and not trying to rush to kiss them or sell them something the first time you meet them. I think that's uh, I that's- I learned it over the I learned it over the years, but it took me quite a few years I think to get there.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I can agree. Yeah. The one it's it's like you're there in your face, right? And it's just let let's, you know, let's let's connect first. Um yeah. it's the same if you go to a conference. It's not like you're like, here's my business card and then let's, you know, write sign here, right? And you have the PO tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. you you wanna you wanna provide the value first and build that relationship. So I, I like that one you're saying. Yeah, slow down.
0: Slow down a little bit and pay attention to what you're doing and get to know, get to know the customer, get to know your people. Yeah. Uh, You know, get to know your competitors. I mean, you'll you'll be better at at whatever you do.
1: And if you learn that early
0: in your career, you'll be super successful.
1: Yeah. And and I think also, uh, like, recommendations, right? Because if you start building that relationship, then you can find out, oh, my God, this customer actually don't need what I'm providing as a solution. But if I introduce somebody else and saying, that's a better fit, that actually brings so much more trust within your network. So never, you know, don't underestimate un- un- that at, at this time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing irritates me worse than somebody, they contact me and they've got this great thing. And I said, well, you do know I'm not in that industry, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and no, I didn't know that. Well, you probably should have known that before you tried yeah. to sell, sell me that.
1: Yeah. That, that That means there's too much automation going on, too much AI. They did, yep. not, they did not look at the data first. That's so, it, absolutely. That's it. Um, thank you. So, okay, if any of the listener wants to reach out to you, how, how can they connect with you?
0: I'm out on LinkedIn, so it's Don Avery, A-K-E-R-Y. So you can actually find me very easily there. Uh, obviously, I've got email is don.acre at waldom.com. Uh, so either one of those things. But LinkedIn is probably the easiest and fastest way to get in touch with you
1: perfect i'll put that in the show notes and i will also put it on the episode page there for this episode that will be on mindinnovation.com so so i this was a great conversation then i think you know the whole communication and and you i learned more about you that you speak that many languages um, and, and I'm glad that your wife actually don't like the avatars. She likes you best. So that's, 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 it, a, good, that's, that's a good ending, right? That's real love. That's,
0: that's <laughs> my job. That's my job is to make sure she likes me better than my avatar.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that for everything. So so thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: If you like Mind Innovation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Sana Vinding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.